0: Let's talk shoes for a moment. If you didn't know, my closet is all about my shoe obsession. And I love a comfy shoe as much as I love to struggle to walk in a foreign stiletto. I wanted to get you hip to Tom's shoes, some of the most comfortable shoes I've ever purchased. Disclaimer, I'm an affiliate and super excited to introduce them to you. From slip-ons to sneakers, flats, heels and wedges, they have you covered. and. They're in business to improve lives. For every $3 that they make, they give away $1. Check out their fun new styles at the link in the show notes and get a spring in your step. Try some on. I bet you live in them. And let me know what color you select. You're listening to Sweet Bites with Sandra with your host, Dr. Sandra Koltamadisi. Follow on Instagram and Facebook at Dr. Sandra Koltamadisi the podcast and lifestyle Instagram at Sweet Bites with Sandra. And for upcoming course announcements, follow College of Style on Instagram as well. Want to enjoy more sweet rewards? Join Sandra's Facebook groups, Sweet Bites with Sandra, Content Creator Convention, WA Guest Blogging, and Twitter Spaces, Female Entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Sandra and I'd like to invite you to subscribe and listen to my new podcast, Sweet Bites with Sandra. Satisfy your entrepreneurial sweet tooth in each episode full of digital business tips, inspiring interviews, asides from my entertainment career and rewards to celebrate your sweet success. Find Sweet Bites with Sandra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you so much for joining me on episode 34 of the Sweet Bites with Sandra podcast. Yay. We have made it to episode 34 and there is so much to talk about, but I did want to make sure that you stay in this zone for the whole episode because you do not want to miss the interview with Avery Melcher. We are talking SEO and so much more. So make sure you stay tuned for that, but let's get started. Let's get right to it. Let me tell you three things that I think you need to be doing right now for your business. Number one, setting up your website so that you have all of the legal in place and that means having a privacy policy a refund policy a disclaimer a cookie policy a terms and conditions and of course a terms of use so it is really important to have all of those things set up on your website um, to make sure that everyone is on the same page like we all know what we're getting we all know what we are agreeing to we all know why we are doing this because everyone wants to feel protected they want their privacy to be protected they want their information to be protected you want your business to be protected, and those are extremely important to have on your website. The other thing is it helps you understand more about your business you may not be a lawyer i am definitely not a lawyer but i know that with those things in place you are better served on your business side on the organization side than if you don't have any of those because people want to know they want to know the details what my mom always says the devil is in the details girl the devil (laughs) so we want to make sure that we have all of the details written out and they are accessible to your audience. Because if you have to make them search for it, people think that's really sketch. They do, they think it's really sketchy if they have to look for uh, a terms of use or a refund policy. So make sure that it is right there out in the open so that people can make the determination on their own whether or not they wanna buy from you or whether or not they wanna work with you. That is extremely important, and I hope that you do that right away. If you don't have those things on your website, make sure that you put those on there today. So let's take a call from one of our listeners. So, I got a question from a listener about LinkedIn. And I thought this is an amazing question because I actually was not doing this for a long time. And I was actually told by a friend of mine that I needed to do this. So, if you are a business owner or you are an entrepreneur who wants to start a business and you've got um, something on your experience, uh, your experience description on LinkedIn, and you don't have a company associated with it, I would change that stat. This is one of the things that when I was asked about, you know, profiles on LinkedIn, it's really important to make sure that every job that you have is connected to a source or an employer and if you're being self-employed or if you are um, you know a brand new business owner you might want to look into having a business profile for uh, on linkedin for your business and so make sure that when you do that it's free you know to have a business account you sign up for a business linkedin profile and then you can connect your business, whether it's, you know, a consulting business or an Etsy shop or whatever it is, you can connect your profile to you and your personal profile on LinkedIn so that there is a image or a brand logo next to the actual position that you're listing on your, um, on your little detail experience resume portion of your LinkedIn profile for your personal page. So that's number one. The other thing that I love telling people is if on your personal profile, you need to have a background that says something. It needs to have an image or it needs to have some sort of um, inviting portion of it. So you don't wanna have it just be blank or that like neutral thing that they give you when you first sign up. Put something in there so that people know that like, you care about your profile and that whoever sees your LinkedIn profile knows that you're serious about whatever it is that your business is. Um, it can be text, it can be how to contact you, it can be your face. I love when I see somebody's face smiling back at me because that means, hey, I'm inviting, come talk to me. And LinkedIn is all about networking. When you look at your LinkedIn profile and your headline, whatever that is, make sure that it says what is current. Don't say, for me, the one that's a big turnoff is when I see something that says, I'm an aspiring XYZ, whatever that XYZ is. If you are doing it, own it don't say you're aspiring if you've made three films and you're an aspiring filmmaker well then you're a filmmaker if you've done three films right if you are an aspiring chef but you've never cooked well then yeah that makes sense put aspiring on there but (laughs) if you have done it if you are working in that industry don't put aspiring because you haven't achieved you know steven spielberg um, status yet if you've made your own films if you've made your own shorts if you've made all of those things then own it And don't put aspiring on there if you've got experience under your belt put it out there that people know this is what I've done this is what I do this is where I'm going with myself and this is what I'm going to put in my headline because this is who I am right so make sure that you say exactly what you want Um, if you are a A speaker an international speaker and you've done international speaking engagements and that's where you want your profile to um, really be situated is that's where you want to go put it in your headline because people won't know unless you tell them people don't always scroll down they look at the headline and if you want to be someone who is getting booked for speaking engagements but you don't have international speaker or public speaker or keynote speaker in your headline no one's gonna know No one will know. So you need to start telling people exactly what it is that you do, because if you want it to be your mainstay, then you got to put it out there. If you have a question that you would like answered on Sweet Bites with Sandra, the podcast, feel free to call 401-216-5059, leave a voicemail, and you too could be featured on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be welcoming into the podcast, Avery Melcher. She is a SEO consultant and educator and owner of Content Agency. Yes, so we're gonna get the goods today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, I'm excited. Yes, well, I am too, because you know a lot of things about a lot of things. And so when we talk about SEO and really digging into what it means to be um, discoverable and searchable and people, you know, trying to find you on the web. I want to know, like, what is it that makes the the content stand out through search? Oh my gosh, where to begin, right? <laughs> <A> loaded <laughs> question, I know.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, well, I think, you know, and we can, we'll get into it over the interview for sure. But what I like to tell people uh, is, when you wanna be found on Google, you have to think about Google as being a part of your readership and audience. Mm -hmm. So we need to be writing for Google and for our audience. And when I work with clients and when I start working, especially with small business owners, I find that they're either writing for one or the other. They're either writing really robotic and trying to game the algorithm and the system with Google, which spoiler, like doesn't work, that's not a thing. Or they're being a little too on the side of writing for the reader and they're not really putting business and strategy and a plan behind it. So we want to find the balance.
0: Well, and balance is something that I feel like a lot of people don't have. One, if they're their own, you know, if they're a solopreneur, they're just getting started there. It's kind of like, I got to do everything all at once. And there's no real long-term plan. There's no even the short game. Um, So you have your own business. What is it that you did first in your business to kind of set yourself up for success?
1: Um, Well, the very first thing I did was made sure I have people that wanted what I have. Um, And I think that that's really important too. when you're a small business owner, we all have preconceived notions of what it's like to run a business. I come from the corporate world. So you know, and and I studied marketing. So you think there's a business plan, we have to have everything all set up. Um, If you're in the world of startups, there's funding and all these other things. But when you're a small business owner, solopreneur side hustling, it's just a matter of having something people actually want. When you go out and you find those people who are willing to pay you for your expertise and what you have, and you kind of refine from there, like that's the most basic entry level place.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I I read your bio I, and it was really fascinating because you were talking about early on in your career, just consuming YouTube videos just to learn SEO best practices. And so, you know, is there anybody that we should be watching on YouTube besides obviously yourself <laughs> um, as far as like somebody that you were, were consuming, you know, on a daily basis to kind of like get up to speed?
1: Yeah, I actually am starting a YouTube channel this year. I hope, fingers crossed, I'm on my to-do list because I'm so excited. I unfortunately think there's a really big gap in just someone who's out there educating people. Uh, my former employer, Neil Patel, has a lot of information. I know that he's on Instagram and his blog is fabulous, but there's not a lot of people on YouTube that I could be like, this channel is all SEO, everything you need. There's a lot of people that put SEO into their general marketing or business podcast um, or YouTube channel, but don't focus solely on it. So I want to be there and help you guys out, (laughs) hopefully.
0: For sure. (laughs) Well, I know that there's, there's a lot of noise, I would say on YouTube and there's a lot of ads. And so it's very interesting nowadays when I, when I click onto a YouTube you know, video and half like halfway through it, I'm now in the middle of an ad. So it's a very different space than what it used to be where, you know, YouTube red came out and you could eliminate the ads, but now there's in video ads that you have to kind of get through. So I'm just kind of starting to figure that whole system out, but I feel like there's, it's like a learning curve. So you went from YouTube consumer Now you're gonna be a YouTube publisher. (laughs) Um, And you went into kind of the corporate world, like you said. So what kind of skills did you take away from being in that corporate environment that you are now using in your business?
1: I think what I learned was that large corporations, and I think this would surprise small businesses as well, when it comes to something like SEO and building a content plan, Mm -hmm. you can adopt what large businesses are using and just adjust it to the scale that you're at. So I got really comfortable working with really large budgets, working with the best tools in the industry. But then coming out of that, I now work with small business owners and I've had a lot of fun adapting those strategies and just kind of breaking it down for people. That's what I teach in my course of, look, let me, let me just teach you and explain what all these, you might not have $500 a month for a tool, or $10,000 a month for an agency, but let me just show you exactly what they're doing because it actually isn't rocket science and I really wanna make it more achievable and obtainable for small business owners. Mm -hmm. So that was a really big takeaway because I thought that like many small business owners, I thought that SEO was a thing for them, not for me, for big budgets, for big companies, big teams. And that's so not the case.
0: Yeah. Well, and I find that, you know, the simplest form of just adding in the SEO is making sure that your title of your blog is searchable. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Just like the littlest thing is like, just add a keyword into that blog title and you are like 10 times better than where you started. Um,
1: Yeah. And you can make that even better if you optimize your meta description, Mm -hmm. which is the little copy that hangs out underneath the title in Google. If you're using WordPress, it's the spot, it usually says snippet or um, if you have Yoast plugin, it's at the bottom of your blog post um, when you're editing it. And go in there and make sure you're actually optimizing that and not doing the autofill. And that and the title alone is enough to get you ranking for some keywords, not all, but it will give you a great head start.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I look at Google ads and and the whole aspect of, you know, plugging in keywords and knowing that the real like pop, popular keywords are really expensive. So how do you tackle that kind of um, aspect for a small business owner, like you said, who might not have $500 a month or 10,000 for an agency who is really trying to plug in the best practices, but might not have the resources for it?
1: Yeah, well, the great thing about SEO is it's organic. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to have the budget. Um, if you're doing your keyword planning with Google ads, you don't have to purchase ads. That's that's a paid campaign. Mm-hmm. So what's what I love about SEO is you can go in there, you can see those things that you want to be ranking for, you can see that they do have a very high cost per click and go after it with organic. Because As users too, we're savvy. Just like you said, you skip past the ads in YouTube channels uh, and YouTube videos. We did that on Google. You click on something on Google, you see the ads at the top of the page, you scroll past them, and you click on the first result after that. Mm -hmm. So if you're in there and using Google Ads to build to do keyword research, Mm -hmm. because you can type in keywords as if you were going to take out an ad, and then right before it says like pay or start campaign, you just close the window. And you know it's a a keyword that people are looking for, people are purchasing, so you know it's a good keyword. And then you can go ahead and write a really great blog post or a guide or a resource so that you're showing up first underneath those ads. So you can actually do that. You know, if you're being scrappy in a startup, you can do that for free, it's your time. And if you're a solopreneur and have started to scale up, it's the matter of working with a copywriter or a VA or someone to write that content for you and put that into your content plan.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you have gone from, you know, kind of tutoring yourself online, which I feel like (laughs) a lot of people do. Like, you know, you're just searching for the one, you know, person, because everybody has a person, right? Everybody's like, that person spoke to me, even if they've been told the same advice. I talk about this all the time. My mom, she told me, you know. 20 years ago, what I should be doing. And I didn't take the advice, right? But people do that. They will look for somebody, you know, who really resonates with them. And so who was maybe, do you have a mentor or somebody who really resonated with you that kind of was like, I get them and they get me along the way in your career?
1: Um, You know, I didn't have a person. Um, I really like the information that Moz puts out. It's a MOZ, it's a company. Um, they just have really great stuff or they did, they've, they've changed ownership and stuff over the years, but they have a ton of really great guides and resources that kind of became my Bible. But at the beginning, when I say I watched everything, like it was everything. I was the person that we, I know we all hate if we're service providers or coaches, like you have freebies in the hopes that someone, you know, gets into your program. I would buy all the freebies and subscribe to all the email lists and just like, Sit there and just be you know be the be the person just absorbing all of the free information and then sticking it all together because i had no budget and i had no way to invest in a coach or a mentor and now i do have those people as i've grown my business mm-hmm. um and when i started as well uh, instagram was just beginning Like, this is like 10 years ago. (laughs) This is even before Instagram is when I got my first job in content. So there weren't people on Instagram giving you the information, giving you trainings, IGTVs, reels, captions that are really high value. Uh, We're posting, you know, two to three times a week of SEO tips and doing live trainings that just didn't exist. So it's easier than ever now to search in hashtags, just like you would search in Google for something and find that person and turn on post notifications so that you're getting their updates.
0: Yes, that is a great tip. And you mentioned posting and <laughs> I'm looking at your wall with like 40 post-it notes or something, <laughs> I'm not sure. What. Okay, so we have to talk about productivity because obviously this is your style right here is to have a wall I should put it on this side, a wall of posts. So is that like, is that your to-do list? Is that, is that how you keep yourself organized? Do you have to visualize everything? Like what's your, what's your strategy there?
1: So I, I don't want to say I discovered, obviously sticky notes have been around for a while, but I discovered how much I love them this year. So when I do my big picture planning, I use an empty wall and sticky notes now, Um, I went to design school. I actually have a fashion degree, so I'm a very visual learner. And when I did my quarterly planning um, at the end of this year, I had like Q1 and all the to-do lists, Q2, Q3. So what we see here on my calendar or next to me is kind of a mock-up of a calendar. And it is my launch plan because we're going to be we're in the middle of a launch right now for the complete SEO blueprint. And there are so many channels. We have email, we have Facebook, we have Instagram, we have TikTok, LinkedIn, blogs. Um, We're running ads. I'm creating two new resources. We're doing a masterclass. Um, So to make sure I have all of those talking to each other instead of having a ton of tabs open on my computer, Mm -hmm. I have a sticky note for every day and what I want to be happening so that I can see them all. And then every day I take the sticky note away as we get closer to our launch.
0: Nice, well, trust me, when when you said fashion degree, I get you, I published a magazine for five years and my editorial was like the wall. So I get you, I'm here with you. Um, But it's it's helpful to number one, know what you wanna get accomplished every single day because it's right there instead of like, oh, it's not there because I exited out of my computer. Um, But also to know like, as you take it away, you're like accomplishment accomplishment, <laughs> you know? I, I
1: hate clutter. Um, I like am a neat freak. I clean my house daily. And so waking up and sitting down at my computer here and seeing this wall full of sticky notes, I'm just like, what do we have to do to get rid of a sticky note here? Like, I want to get rid of them because I want to see the clean wall. And in addition to that too, we all, I, I hope, I, when I say we all, that everyone else is included, because I always put my business last and the thing you know those business thing not not my business last but you know those things that technically don't have deadlines that you could easily continue to put off (laughs) seo um that you're like you know no clients are going to be upset if i don't do it uh you know my taxes are still going to get filed business will still go on um but it would really move me forward and really help me out if i sat down and did the thing Mm-hmm. And if you don't actually schedule it out, put it on your calendar and get it done, it doesn't happen. So I like yeah. to put it in front of my face <laughs> when yeah. I'm working on a big plan for my business, um, you know, kind of those unbill- or, you know, the unbillable
0: hours in your business which is like everything in the, in the like nighttime. (laughs) Cause you're, for me, my, my brain doesn't shut off at all. Like it just, it's just constantly running. So, um, what are maybe two or three tips that you can give maybe a new entrepreneur, um, who's just starting out, who might want to create a program, um, you know, who doesn't exactly know the first three things they should do?
1: Well, I would say get a website, It just needs to be one page. It can be a landing page. Um, Even if you have social media, even if you plan on running 99.9% of your business on social media, remember that that profile and the people that visit it are rented land. So if something were to happen to Instagram or we all had a scare of TikTok, is TikTok gonna be deleted? There's your business. There's all of your followers. So get a website up. Even if for the first six months you have three people visit it, that's fine. You have a place. It's the home of your business. You can start sending traffic there. You can start getting email addresses. You can connect it to the Facebook pixel right from day one, which will be helpful. And again, even if you don't use it for years, Facebook will be tracking everyone who visits your website mm-hmm. so when you go to create ads it already knows who your audience is and you don't even have to tell it. And all of those things can only happen if you have a website. And from an SEO perspective as well, one big factor in rankings is your domain age. So the longer you have a website, like even if that website has no content on it, but you've had that domain for five years, it's better to use that one than go get a new one. So set up your website, number one. Um, Number two, and this is kind of a, Mindset thing, but I would say, like, don't get too worried about perfection, just do just create, Um, I know, we've, we've seen my wall now I get really set up hooked on like, I need to say this on this day, but you know what, like just do face to cam show up on social media, be there. Because I tend, I'm again. I hope this resonates, but I sometimes won't post for three or four days because I'm trying to get the perfect post, as opposed to I'm like, well, we could have been sloppy and like just creative mess and like getting it out there and connecting with people all week, but instead we we ghosted everyone for a week because I was trying to think of the perfect thing to say, and there's never the perfect thing to say. Um, and then third, I would say it's kind of connected to the website but think about your email list early on Mm,
0: i know i know that's one i neglected for a long time um I I, (laughs) i know and i think that there's so many um so many people who would love more information but they haven't been asked for their information so that you can get it to them. And I feel like just asking the question, even if it's on like a Facebook group, like when you join one, they ask you three questions, like ask them if they want to sign up for more because that it gives them the number one, the opportunity to be like thinking about it, <laughs> you know? And if they don't have the question posed to them, they're not going to have the, the, uh, the opportunity to answer. Um, so one last question, because you mentioned your program, and this is um, coming out in the beginning of spring as we're coming into 2021. And I'm hoping that, you know, everybody is loving and dancing and outside and free. I'm not <laughs> sure if that's happening right now, but <laughs> but what are you working on that? Um, I know that we talked about it before we got on, but what is something that people can look forward to seeing from you? Yeah.
1: So we have the complete SEO blueprint, which is going to be, I've been working for the last seven months on refining it. It launched last year and I've been working very closely with all my students in it, refining everything. It ended up about double, maybe triple the size of what it was going to be with modules and lessons and absolutely everything that you need to know to do SEO for your business. And this will be kind of the last chance to get it for the first half of this year because it will be closing and it will not be evergreen. So it will be a wait list after this. And um, I have some new things that I'm working on in secret over the year. So if you want to work on your content strategy, you'll want to get in here in April and make sure you're getting that. And then something that we're working on now and into the rest of this year is going to be more resources on helping people do their copywriting. So we have the SEO handled, but I'm really, my background is in copywriting. I've been a copywriter for 10 years. I've done ghostwriting, I've done SEO, I've done email campaigns, I've done website. And people always come to me and say like, oh, but what, how How do I write this? I understand the keywords and I'm, I'm understanding what you're saying with the SEO, but the writing part still scares me or getting, going back to what I said at the beginning of this, finding the balance. We don't want to write too much for Google on the SEO side. We still want to have our brand and our tone and our style and be resonating with our audience. So I'm going to be sharing a course on that later this year as well.
0: You're busy. (laughs) so I'm glad we snagged you for this interview now because she's gonna be in the lab uh, for the rest of the year. Um, Well, so thank you so much for joining me on Sweet Bites with Sandra, the podcast, and we'll be right back. Have you been to my shop lately? I have been in the lab and creating new items just for you. Take a look at the decor, the brand new eye collection, and spanking new done for you templates for social media. Yes, (laughs) I told you I am giving you my A game in 2021. Check it out and buy yourself a little something to reward yourself for making a commitment to yourself to rock 2021 like no other. Just visit www.sandracoldmedici.com forward slash shop today. One of my favorite experiences, and I wanted to tell you the story about doing a performance with Rihanna on um, the Fashion Rocks uh, award show, and it was so much fun because Beyonce was there too. (laughs) Um, I was performing with Rihanna, there were so many of us on stage, and she came out on a car. It was flawless. And we were doing uh, her signature SOS song. And I'm going to find a little clip of it and put it on my blog so that you can check it out. But we were so in this. There were so many of my friends that were uh, performing on this stage and backstage because there was an army performing with with, uh, Beyonce. There were so many amazing dancers in this particular show. So if you never watched the Fashion Rocks um, show with Rihanna, and with Beyonce on it, you must, must find a copy. Uh, Find the, find the footage online and watch it. I'm going to try to find the footage to put online for you of the SOS performance that I was a part of, but we were living. I love my girl Jersey and she is rocking it. Aisha Francis is on there as well. Um, So many, so many of my favorite, favorite dancers, Melanie. uh, Oh my gosh. So make sure to Tune into the blog and check it out because that is so much fun. It's it's kind of like a throwback in time too, since it's a Thursday episode of the Sweet Bites of Sounder podcast, so super timely and um, a lot of us are throwing up that SOS <laughs> in our own lives and in our businesses, so I hope you enjoy it. Are you looking for a webinar platform that really has your back? For me, I do a lot of webinars and I do a lot of lecturing and speaking and and I really feel like I need something that's simple. I don't need something that's complicated. I want something that's able to take my message, distribute it, have a live option, but also be able to automate. For me, Webinar Ninja does the trick, and I definitely highly recommend it for you too. So if you're looking for a webinar platform, check out Webinar Ninja on my Software Solutions page. Just go to www.sandracoltamadisi.com forward slash software dash solutions. Don't forget to check out the podcast page on my website to check out all the rewards for the month of April. Um, So you go to SandraColtzMedici.com forward slash podcast, scroll all the way to the bottom to check out where you can enter to win some of the fun goodies. And of course, I have a sweet bite for you this week. Now, I am not going to be talking about food. I'm going to be talking about Getting yourself together, and one of the things that um, I've been pondering is potentially giving out some scholarships for College of Style. Oh, yeah, baby! (laughs) If you have um, been listening to the podcast, then you know that there's a College of Style um, podcast on every Tuesday. But I wanted to talk about this today on Thursday because. I want you to succeed. And so I am going to be um, announcing a scholarship opportunity um, in the coming weeks. So if you have not already gotten onto the VIP waitlist, make sure that you do um, because you will be in that kind of lottery, if you will. Um, where you might be given a partial scholarship to join us in the insider membership. So that is the sweet sweet bite for this episode. Um, so make sure that you get on the waitlist at collegeofstyle.com so that you can you know potentially benefit from that that partial scholarship going into the membership and I want you to be inside that membership with me so that I can get, help you get your business from point A to point B and really start getting that foundation set. So that's all for me today. And I hope you have a good one. Make sure to send any, any questions that you have to info at sandracoltamedici.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Snapchat. Of course, I have a new Snapchat. (laughs) Be my Snapchat friend. (laughs) I know it's, I feel like I'm so late on that, but you know what? better late than never. So have a good rest of your day and I'll see you on the next one. If you would like to sponsor an episode of Sweet Bites with Sandra, make sure to send an email to info at sandracoltamedici.com. Include in the subject line, be a sponsor.